hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to Be Ministry Just Talk, where we believe you should be producing greatness in every area of your life. My name is Tanisha Lee, and today we will be talking about self-care. Particularly, we're talking about self-care and the revelations that I got while I was recovering from coronavirus. Yes, the virus. First things first, I want to say Happy New Year. I hope you guys enjoyed your January. I hope you've been knocking out your goals and setting everything up. We're basically busting out February's door. January is gone. The year is going to go by like this. So I hope you guys are in tune and just moving and elevating and doing everything you can to be better this year and on forward. Let's get into the virus. Self-care. About three weeks ago, I got sick, but typical sickness. I usually get sick once a year. Hot, cold, headache, you know, like flu, cold-like symptoms, tired, achy body. I think I had a scratchy throat, headache. It's just typical. And I usually, I'll do some ginger tea, some NyQuil, some Vicks Vapor Rub, have my vitamin C and I'll bounce back. This time I didn't really bounce back. So I'm like, okay, but I didn't think that it was the coronavirus because I haven't really been anywhere. And when I do go out, I make sure that I adhere to the CDC regulations. I wear my mask, got my hand sanitizer, got my Lysol spray. I make sure that we're clean, you know, cleanly and everything. So I really didn't think that it was coronavirus. So I think I called out on Tuesday and Wednesday, I was drinking some orange juice and realized like I couldn't taste it. Like I knew it was sweet, but I couldn't taste like the orange and orange juice. So I started like, I'm like, oh my God, this is the sign that everybody's talking about. And I'm guzzling down cups of orange juice just to make sure that I guess what I am experiencing is that like I'm like do I really not taste it you know so I'm just tripping basically and so the next day I went to do the test so that was Thursday and then Saturday so 48 hours later I did get the results and it was positive for coronavirus so I began to self-quarantine I do have a daughter but she's a teenager so she was able to stay do her homework stay on track and she would just bring me food or drink or whatever and sit it outside my door we have separate bathrooms so we were able to separate she did not get sick so i'm thankful for that but in my isolation is what i felt like it was like just isolated from everything it gave me a lot of time to think and process things that were going on in my life and what I wanted to do and areas that I wanted to get better in. But I got a couple of revelations while I was in isolation. And most of it geared towards self-care and things that not only did I need to do during quarantine, but I needed to implement it as everyday parts of my life. I needed to make sure that I was put myself first, you know, getting in routine and making sure that some of the ideas or some of the rhema word that I received that I was doing it every day and just making sure that it was regular part of my life. 
So I want to get into a couple of lessons I learned and just kind of chat with you guys about where I was in my self-care journey and where I am now, just the things that I learned and what I'm going to apply moving forward. So lesson number one that I received, and it seems like every day of quarantine, I was getting something new or I was seeing something about myself. And I think just being by myself, I was able to sit still and actually like, okay, I've been doing all this stuff and just seeing how I was moving and things that weren't quite right. I think I was able to just really assess it honestly while I was in quarantine because I didn't have anybody to bounce it off of or anything like that. It was just me, myself, and the Lord, you know, just sitting in the room. So my first lesson, lesson number one is I'm not playing Superwoman this year. How they doing? I'm not playing Superwoman this year. <laughs> when I was down, of course, I didn't put it out there for everybody to know, but I'm such a busybody. I guess I was used to doing things and bouncing here and there and making sure everybody else was taken care of that I really had time for me or I'm, I'm extending so much energy outside of my house that my house doesn't get energy for me to do anything. So I realized like, man, I didn't know how much people leaned on me for things until I was in quarantine. And some of the stuff could be ridiculous, but I was putting on the cape and I was taking care of it and I was coming back, whether I be tired or whatever the case is, I was making sure that I was there, I was showing up, I was getting it done. So this was a time where I could actually be selfish. And of course, I mean, I have a big heart. So if I can, I'm going to put the cape on and I'm going to help you. But doing it when I'm on empty is not an option this year. And so that really resonated with me while I was in quarantine. Like if I'm on empty, if I'm run down, if I'm tired, then I'm not going to be able to overexert myself and help you. I'm going to have to take some time to myself and build my energy up and then maybe we can come to a place where we can help each other. Or I can be able to assist in some type of way, but doing it on empty is not an option this year. So we not playing Superwoman this year. Lesson number two, if you are able, and I know a lot of people aren't, disconnect from work. Disconnect from work. I'm thankful that I do have a job where I'm able to do that. And I know a lot of people can't, like they have to work the, you know, they don't have the time off like some jobs give. But if you can, you disconnect from work sometimes, like take that time. I think I rarely, so I have like 460 <laughs> hours of sick leave, which is like, oh, look at my sick leave, but while I was in quarantine, I'm like, Tanisha, why you got out of sick leave? So that tells me a couple of things. Either I'm, I get sick and I push through all the time. I rarely get sick. Or I rarely take mental health days for myself. So all that time built up. And no wonder, like, my body is just like, what in the world have you been doing all this year? You not no spring chicken. So I'm looking at that. And then it's funny because... Once again, I was sick, but I decided I wanted to jump on a call for work, which I shouldn't have. And I think I got on to myself later on, but I jumped on the call for work. And of course, they're like, you know, we hope you get better. Hope everything works out. 
womp, womp, womp. But in the same breath, they're like, oh yeah, can you give us the report for tomorrow? Can you do this for tomorrow? And I'm like, no, I can't. And it felt good to say that. Like, no, I'm not available. No, I can't. Because I'm taking care of me. I'm trying to make sure that I'm well. And I believe my work ethic should speak for itself. They know I go above and beyond. Some days I'm working late. I don't even put in the time that I, the overtime that I work, you know, coming in early, making sure, just going above and beyond stuff that's not even my task or in my lane. I, you know, I'll sign up and I'll do it. So I feel like if anybody should know, you guys should know what my work ethic is. I'm not going to let anything just fall by the wayside. When I'm good and back, I'm going to take care of it. And in that moment, I just seen what I was to the job, just another person, you know, just another asset. We don't really care about you, but we're trying to get these tasks done. So you always, when you work at a place that's mission, 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 it's fine. I'm all about completing the mission, but if the people that are working to meet the mission are not well, the mission gonna go by the wayside. So saying all that to say, like I really seen who they were and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not gonna be available and I'm taking this day by day. I don't know what tomorrow's gonna look like. So I'll let you guys know if I'll be available or when I'll be available. And they just had to roll with that. But I was firm in what I, you know, I was firm in what I said and I was really happy and proud about that. Cause usually I'm like, okay, let me just go ahead and knock this out and not, you know, make heads roll. But this time I was like, nah, I can't do it. I ain't gonna do it. But I think in this workplace, uh, you know, this is just me as a black woman, my perspective of it, you know, we don't want to miss those days because we feel like they will look at us as a liability and not an asset. But what I've learned since being in quarantine is now I got to take care of me first, you know, and if, and I think I was out at that time, I was out for like three days. I was out for like three days. So if they already struggling and one person's been out for three days, we apparently had problems way before me getting sick. So it's way above me. So anyway, on to, on to lesson number three. Make sure all your important documents and are together and your family really knows what your wishes are. And it's a hard conversation to have. Nobody wants to talk about death, but like I said, just being in isolation and sitting there, I had to wonder if something happens to me, is my daughter good? Like, do I have a will? Is my insurance policy enough to cover everything so my family isn't having to stress out? and go out of pocket to take care of, you know, the simple things. So it really got me to thinking about after me, what's gonna happen? Do I have money for my daughter saved up for college? Is she gonna have somebody to take care of her? Have me and her dad had a conversation? If something would have happened to me, what I would like to see, you know, happen. So you really start thinking about those things and putting it into perspective, making sure those affairs are in order, making sure people know you have those conversations, those hard conversations with your family so they'll know I talk to my daughter. Like I said, we don't like to talk about it, but I definitely make sure that I communicate to her, <clears throat> you know, I'm not always going to be here. So definitely something that I started thinking about and taking to heart to make sure that, you know, all those things are squared away so my family isn't, you know, 
they're grieving, but they're not stressed out, worried about taking on the things that I left behind. You know, I don't want to be a burden to them, you know, after I'm long gone. So that's that. Lesson number four, don't rush your recovery. You are that important. I don't know if y'all can see my sweatshirt. I'm worth it. You are worth it. I'm that important. Like, don't rush. I think some days I would wake up and I'm like, okay, I'm good. Let me go try to jump back into my routine, you know, washing clothes, catching up on chores because I've been down and out only to a couple of hours later feel like I got hit by a truck. So I'm like, okay, Tanisha, you're doing way too much. You need to sit down. You need to sit down. You need to recover properly. Let your body do what it's going to do. Heal, rest, and then you'll be able to, all that stuff is going to be there after. So you'll be able to do it after. So really take the time. And so applying that to my life moving forward, like just listening to my body. Like if your body is saying, you know, Tanisha, sit down, then sit down. You know, like I said, I ain't no spring chicken no more. So you got to listen to your body, you know, slowly ease yourself back into routines or ease yourself into doing things. Don't overexert yourself when you know that you need to be in recovery mode. So that's one of the things that, you know, I, I learned and I'm, I'm implementing in my life, just making sure that, you know, I'm active and I'm moving. But if my body says no, then it's okay to sit down. So lesson number five, cinco, protect your mental health, period. Stay off Google and WebMD. Man, like both of those will give you anxiety. The mugs that have you making up some kind of concoction and doing all these different things and got you looking crazy, diagnosing yourself with other stuff that you ain't supposed to be diagnosing yourself with. Like, it's just, it's crazy. And I think I was initially on there like looking up symptoms like okay do I have do I think I have it should I go you know and if I didn't have like okay it's five symptoms and I only got two okay then it's probably not it so uh I would recommend staying off there staying off google find you a puzzle a show journal pray rest anything that's going to keep you positive anything that's going to keep your peace intact so that's every day. Like if you are having one of those days, you're going to have to learn how to protect your mental health, protect your peace, find something, find something that's going to help you be able to calm down. It's going to help you get into your zone where you can be at one with yourself and you can have that peace that surpasses all understanding. So I would recommend that one of the things that I learned and I disconnected from the internet, I disconnected from Facebook and Instagram. I just kind of like backed up a little bit and just really took the time out for me. And I'm going to do that from now on. I, you know, just kind of have that time to myself where I'm not sliding through all these different pages on the internet and all that other stuff. But it's just time with myself, time with my mental, making sure that I'm good, making sure that I'm healing, making sure that uh, all the issues that I may have or think I may have, that I'm addressing those things head on without all the extra uh, outside entities taking up that space so lesson number six don't be afraid to lean on trusted friends and family they want to be there for you they want to help you and i know i'm considered somebody that's strong so when you're down you usually don't really have anybody around but i'm so thankful that i had 
coworkers doing grocery runs. I had my daughter here who was putting food outside the door. My family and friends, they don't live where I live. They live out of state or um, an hour to two hours away and they couldn't be here physically, but they were calling and checking on me, making sure that I was good. So I, so I really appreciate that. And it's important to have people like that in your circle that you can lean on, not for just sickness, but for your mental health, for the bounce ideas off of. When you're feeling down, you can call those people. Maybe they can give you a scripture or they can pray for you or what have you. So it's super important to make sure you have those trusted, that's the key word, they're trusted family and friends around you that will hold you down, that will um, uplift you and keep you elevated in the times that you can't do it for yourself. So that was really important. I'm thankful that I had those group of people around me. So lesson number seven. Number seven. May boosting your immune system normal is something that I plan on implementing, doing it on a regular basis, not when I'm sick. Uh, making sure that I get the vitamins, the minerals, the nutrients my body needs um, every day, not just those, you know, two weeks or in the winter time when everything starts, uh, when everybody starts getting sick, but doing it every day. So my immune system will be ready and prepared for if a sickness is on the horizon, it can, it can shut that thing down before it even um, attacks my body. So something that I really want to implement, just doing my research and making sure I know what's good for me. I do live a vegan lifestyle. Well, I've been vegan for four months, so it's starting to become a lifestyle for me. And I don't know if that has any bearing on my uh, battle or my um, experience with coronavirus, but I do make sure that I get my greens in and everything like that. But I want to make sure that every day I'm doing something that's going to boost my immune system. So lesson number eight, and it's the last one. <clears throat> and it's high on the priority list for me is making sure that I am walking out my purpose. As a believer, I want to make sure my relationship with God is intact. My testimony should remain unchanged. My pastor always says that it should remain unchanged whether I'm sick, whether I'm healthy, whatever. You know, if something wrong is going on or if something's good going on, my testimony according to what, who God is in my life should never change. So in that, I want to make sure that I'm walking out my purpose, my God-given purpose and using my gifts and talents on this earth to... Uh, push and minister the gospel. I want to make sure that I'm doing that. I don't want to leave this earth and I have not even tapped in to the surface of who I'm supposed to be or what I'm supposed to be. So during my time in quarantine, I was really going back because God has told me a lot of stuff I'm supposed to be doing or things I'm supposed to be doing and it can get overwhelming at time, times to the point that you will stop pursuing or you won't even tap into those plans or anything like that so I went back and started just writing everything down like okay I'm gonna have a, a book that's straight with these things that I'm, I believe I'm getting and I'm gonna pray on them and I'm going to step out on faith and I'm gonna start moving and working in those things so I really want to make sure that I'm walking in my God-ordained purpose like a couple of episodes ago I did talk about podcast and my voice and how I didn't like it and it felt like something God is calling me to do and it has been a struggle to get on here and record but the more I do it the more I'm like okay Lord I still don't know what I'm doing 
I still don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm trusting you that whatever you have is going to work out for my good, whether it's to continue doing this or it's a setup for something else. So I'm really working in that obedience uh, so I can be I can be fulfilled in my life. I'm really working on the obedience part. Whatever I hear God do, move, pray and move is my, my thing. Praying and moving. Lord, what's your will? Move. Okay, what do you want me to do next? Then I'm going to move. So I'm really taking that to heart and I'm really pushing that from 2021 to uh, whenever moving forward. So I'm really doing that. One of the most important things that I think I got out of my life is to make sure that everything I'm doing in my life is added value to the kingdom, like it's fulfilling purpose. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm giving back. I have something that I can leave on this earth that will help people. So I really want to do that. So that's all, those are all my lessons that I took away from this experience. Like I said, I had very mild symptoms. A lot of people, there's a lot of people, my heart goes out to those that lost loved ones and people that are still dealing with the aftermath and the after effects of having coronavirus. I'm really blessed and I'm really thankful that I was able to get through everything without having any serious um, issues. So I'm really, I'm really thankful for that. I'm really uh, blessed about that. And so this time, I really feel like being by myself, I gathered all these things so I can start making some changes in my life and I can start doing some things that I wasn't doing before. I can stop uh, sleeping on myself, knowing how talented and gifted I am and really start going after the things that I know I can go after, knowing, going after the greatness. We're, we're all destined for greatness and going after those things, going after the greatness. So I'm really excited about uh, being back and excited about moving forward and doing those things that uh, we know we're called to do. I just wanted to get on here and tell you guys about all that stuff, all the lessons I learned, not just the lessons, but application. I guess it's not all about, you know, you learn, you hear the stuff, but then how are you going to apply it to your life? So I really wanted to get on here and let you guys know that and then, you know, push that application. Like we have to learn, we have to grow, and then we also have to change for the better. We don't want to just sit on, you know, a message or a word that we got. We also want how how can we implement it into our everyday life. So that is all that I have. Thank y'all. If you're listening, thank you for listening. If you're watching via YouTube, thank you for watching on YouTube. I really appreciate you guys. And of course, if you want to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram at it's me, Tanisha Lee. And if you want to watch the video, you can subscribe to my YouTube page. It's called B Ministry. That's B-E-M-I-N-I-S-T-R-E-E -E -E on YouTube. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you for watching. And I will check you guys later. Have a good one.